Check. Check. We are rolling. I can say that. Uh, because my co-host is not here. Uh, the other half of the Rutledges, Christine Ann Rutledge is not here. That's why this podcast uh, is called The Rutledge. Uh, I'm sorry. She's not here. I didn't, I thought maybe, you know, it didn't work out for us to, to, to record this week. So I thought, is it better if I do it myself or is it better if we don't do it at all? I don't know. I feel an obligation to put something up every week because double digit people pay for this podcast. Um, and you know, if I say double digit, it's low double digit in the 10 to 10 range. <laughs> That's like when people say six figures. Well, it pays six figures. Well, you mean 100,000 then. Because if you made 200,000, if you made $700,000, you wouldn't be like, I don't want to brag, but I make six figures. Uh, but double figures people give us money. And it's very much appreciated, uh, but it does make me feel, usually it's free. That's how I used to sign off on my solo podcast. I'd be like, it's free and it's worth it, but it's not free for 10 of you. So uh, I, I thought I'd put something up. Uh, Christy is in Olympia, our home. I am in Coeur d'Alene. Do not ask me to spell it. What a nightmare for people who live in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. I mean, they call it CDA, but you can't, you know, you can mail a package to CDA, I don't think. you got to, just a lifetime of telling people on the phone how to spell Coeur d'Alene. Where am I shipping this to? Ah, oh, fuck me. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's very weird. It's been, you know, a year since uh the pandemic started and it's not over and but things are kind of opening up again i guess numbers are going up again too but <laughs> i just don't, i think people are done i don't think we're going to go back um hopefully the vaccines and stuff will happen and help you know depends what article article you click on you can click on something that's like everything's great we're doing great it's going to be over so soon uh, at least, you know, not in the world, but in the country. Uh, and then you can click on something else that's like, the variants! They're more contagious. I don't know. I mean, I got I got a vaccine. Um, uh, one shot. One of two. Um, I didn't... Uh, I didn't even make an appointment or anything. I was just like walking underneath this freeway overpass and I saw a bunch of fellas passing a needle around. I was like, is this open to anyone? And they're like, sure. So next thing you know, I'm in an unmarked medical van. Getting the good shit. That's what he said. It was the good shit. It means Pfizer. I didn't get a sticker. That said I got vaccinated, but they let me keep their belt. Beats a sticker. I, I did. I got Pfizer. I got Pfizer. And uh, 
It's funny how judgy I was about it, too. Because I didn't know what I was going to get when I showed up. And then, and they're like, well, it's the fight. You're getting a Pfizer. And I'm like, oh, thank God. I don't want that Johnson & Johnson piece of shit. What is that, 80% effective? Get that out of here. Johnson & Johnson. That's no way to treat an essential hero. Some third-rate medicine. That's how I got in. Is uh, Grocery workers and stuff are eligible now. Uh, and I delivered the groceries. But guess what? I don't anymore. I think I'm, I don't know if I'm done, but uh, I'm definitely done. I mean, I'm, I'm like booked. Shit's happening. I'm like pretty solidly booked for the this month and the next couple of months. So it's like I, I'm kind of in shock, but I'm done delivering groceries. Uh, you know, things could roll back the other way and all my gigs could cancel again. But uh, for now, uh, I'm done. It's weird, though. I feel like in the beginning, I feel, I feel like when I used to have a day job and I wanted to be a professional comedian, I was nervous to quit my job because I was nervous comedy was going to work out. And I should have been. It didn't work out, but... You know, I still delivered some Mexican food uh, occasionally, but it wasn't like it wasn't like an app job. You couldn't just work uh, when you wanted and not work when you didn't want to. Um, we had no apps back in the early aughts. But yeah, I feel that I feel the same way now. Like back then, I was like, "Oh, should I quit? I mean, I have some work. It's like a, this job's getting in the way of my comedy." But, like, how long can I sustain this? And that's how I feel now with my stupid Walmart grocery delivery job I'm not doing anymore. I mean, it's an app. You don't have to give your two weeks notice. You just turn off notifications. But that's how I feel about my calendar. Because it's still not back in the old days. I'd be, like, six to six to 12 months ahead for some stuff in my calendar. And now it's like, well, I'm, I think I'll be good through June. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty wild to me that all of a sudden I'm, I'm a full-time comedian again. Um, and, uh, I'm not going to lie. It feels pretty fucking good. I'm, I'm doing stuff I haven't done in a long time. Uh, even the bad stuff, <laughs> even like I'm in, I'm in, uh, I'm in Coeur d'Alene right now. C-O-U-E-R, and then one of those little, oh, that's it for that word. No, C-O-U-E-R, space, little d, one of those little asterisks, not asterisks, one of those little, <laughs> one of those little commas that's not a comma, it's up in the air, like in cafe, one of those. Little D, one of those, capital A, L-E-N-E, Coeur d'Alene. It's French for um, near Spokane. But I drove six and a half hours here today. No, that's not true. It was about five and a half, six hours here today. I have to drive six hours tomorrow to get to Boise where I have shows, uh, where I'll be for a couple of days, and then I, you know, 
I have to drive eight or nine hours home. And man, I am not. I haven't done that. I haven't done. I haven't. That was fairly routine uh, back in 2019. But now I'm like, oh, shit. This is real work, but it feels good. Um, I had a one-person show tonight uh, in the Coeur d'Alene Casino. Um, it's always weird to do a one a one man show, and I say okay, I say one man because I am a man. It's not always a one man show; it's a one person show. But I identify, I'm a man. My pronouns are basic and bitch. Um, but it's funny because like ten or fifteen minutes into the show, I felt like okay, now I got him. Now the audience likes me. And then I'm like, oh, it's because I just opened for myself. When it's just you for an hour, you, you, have, to, you have to do all of it. You got you to gotta hit the cold room. You got to warm them up a little bit. You got to get them really warmed up. And then you got to take it home. It's all, all you. Uh, so it wasn't amazing, but I think they had a good time. And also they were still eating. You can't, you know, the funniest person in the world isn't as funny as Meatballs are tasty, and I don't know. I don't know why that particular food bothered me, but that's what the. It's literally advertised as dinner and a show, and the dinner was spaghetti and meatballs. And for some reason, I don't know, a steak, a sandwich, fine. But just looking at people eating spaghetti and meatballs, it's like son of a bitch. I'm trying to be funny up here, put the goddamn meatballs away. I don't know at what point I get used to. A full room. And this room is almost full. Um, I think the tables might have been six feet apart, but it was the kind of room where the tables, I'm sure, were always six feet apart. People have to wear masks in the casino, but not <clears throat> when they're eating meatballs. And uh, it just feels wild. It feels, you know, I'm somewhat vaccinated, but it still feels like, Oh, this is insane. What are we doing? But uh, I'm going to have to get over that feeling because it's going to be happening a lot. Um, I, did a, I did a show in uh, Harrisburg, Oregon. I'm always excited when there's a shithole northwest town I haven't been to. I thought I'd been to all of them, but <laughs> if you're listening from Harrisburg, it's not a shithole town. It was quite lovely. Um. But uh, it's near Eugene. Like if you live here, you probably in your travel, you say Eugene area. Is that what you? No. No. Harrisburg Pride. I apologize. I apologize. You guys are like I show them my tattoo. Welcome to Harrisburg. It's gonna be cool when it's finished. have some roads. <laughs> uh, but that was pretty full too and that felt uh, this feels crazy. But also good. You know? And uh, most of the stuff I did during the pandemic felt crazy. But just crazy. It didn't feel that good. <laughs> and so uh, I'm trying to, you know, 
trying to uh, trying to enjoy the moments and not tell the lizard part of my brain that got woken up from coronavirus to shut the fuck up for a while. Not that there's no threat out there, but it's like, you know, uh, every time I get in a car, I mean, I'm trying to be safe, but I'm not like thinking of all the statistics about how likely it is I'll get in an accident and be injured or possibly die. Or I just get in the car and I go. And, uh, you know, I guess I need to do that for a coronavirus because I'm just doing my job and things are somewhat safer. And what are you going to do? We can't just stay in our house for the rest of our days. I think even the government's given up. You know, Christy works at a school. And, you know, they have all these protocols and, well, it's not as organized as it should be, but they have all these protocols and, you know, they're like, got to stay six feet apart. And then the, the reality is you can't fit that many people. You can't fit that many kids in the school if they all have to stay six feet apart. And so now all, now all of a sudden the CDC federal government is like, I think three feet's good. What do you guys think? Three feet? I'm starting to doubt the science. Okay? Don't get me wrong. Three feet probably is as safe as six feet, but I think they made up six feet too. What's that test? I mean, don't they just mean in general, don't get close to people? Didn't they pull six feet out of their ass? And I'm not saying this like I'm some mask denier or I think coronavirus isn't real. Over 500,000 people died in this country. Uh, I am certainly not um, saying it's not a real thing. I just, you know, if you have uh, had the kind of job where you've been working for home for a year, for home? work, I am drinking. Why you ask? Uh, you've, you've been working from home for a year or, or you know, I know teacher, I know, whatever it is you do, until coronavirus is gone, gone, totally eradicated, it's going to be a while. Hopefully it just gets gradually safer and safer, so it's not like a constant threat, but like, it's not like, there's no finger snap and it doesn't exist anymore. Which means people got to fucking go back to work. Now that it's somewhat safer, I guess. But it's funny, I was joking about the scared lizard brain, but like, you know, there's fully vaccinated teachers who are like, oh, I'm not going back. And then the school district has to be like, well, you have to go back or go on a leave or get fired, you know. But it's, I don't know, once once that anxiety gets in your brain, really, I couldn't possibly go back to work around people. And then the other side of that is, you know, you work in a grocery store, you've been, you've been nothing but around people for the past year. And, you know, they probably don't even think about it anymore. Um, so it's, uh, it's, we're all going to have to, as a society, sort of, uh, good, the fridge came on, I don't know if you can hear that, but as a society, we're going to have to, like, uh, <laughs> figure out, some of us are going to have to figure out how to leave our homes again. Instead of just peeking at the delivery person through the blinds, we're going to have to fucking get out there. And uh, 
A lot of people want to. I mean, every comedy show I've done has been packed. Sometimes packed is 25% capacity, but packed. Um, there is definitely an appetite to leave the house. Um, certainly not for everyone. But uh, uh, here in uh, Coeur d'Alene, C-O-U-E-R, little d, big A, L-A-N-E, L-E-N-E, C-D-A. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was, I think almost sold out. It wasn't a big room, but it's probably 60 people. Uh, the sound guy introduced me cause it, you know, one person show. And, uh, I said, do you want something to say about me? And he was like, sure. So I get, you know, that's what we do before shows. Usually it's not the sound guy. Usually it's another, the host of the show or whatever. They're like, they're like, what do you want for credits? And then, you know, whatever. I say Comedy Central. I say Amazon Prime or something. All the shit that I, all the shit I did that was really hard to accomplish, it's hard to say. Winner of the Seattle International Comedy Competition, very wordy. Winner of the Laughing Skull Comedy Festival in Atlanta. Forget it. It's not, it's not even worth putting on a piece of paper. Ninth place in the San Francisco Comedy Competition. Why bother? <laughs> That'd be a great intro. Ninth place in the 2006 San Francisco Comedy Competition. Like, oh, that's pretty good. Uh, but anyway, so I told this guy, Comedy Central, Amazon Prime. And then I think I think me and the sound guy are having a conversation. We're just shooting the shit. He's like, "Where? What? You got some more shells?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm going to Boise tomorrow." And then I'm like, "What is that? About a six-hour drive? Six and a half-hour drive?" We're we're just talking. And then I notice, oh, he's writing stuff down. He's like a reporter. Everything I say, he's continuing to write down. <laughs> so. When he left, I'm like, I don't know what he's going to say when he introduces me. He could be like, he's been on Comedy Central, Amazon Prime. He's going to Boise tomorrow. It's about a six and a half hour drive. Depends if you stop for snacks. He's from Olympia, Washington. He's been doing comedy 20 years. These are all the things we talked about in this conversation. He's happy to be back out working again. And uh, he didn't. His intro was... Comedy Central, Amazon Prime, and he's from Olympia, Washington. Which, let's be honest, that's no one needs to know that. That's not a thing you put in an intro. Actually, the, the closer I am to home, the worse intro it is if they say I'm from Olympia, Washington. If I'm in Seattle, and they're like, this guy's from Olympia, the whole crowd's like, well, what the fuck is this? Uh, but anywhere, nowhere in the world goes, oh, Olympia. Interesting. I bet this guy's good. Honey, he's from Olympia, Washington. It's not New York. It's not L.A. It's not even an interesting place. It's not like New Orleans or Austin, Texas or Olympia. Oh, I didn't know they had comedy there. You going to finish that meatball? Uh, about three weeks ago, I said to my bride, I said to Christy, we were talking about the podcast, and I'm like, you know, we get some messages, um, but it's kind of from the people we know who listen already, and I'm like, well, I, you know, I wish 
we got a little feedback. And then it was weird. We did. We got, I mean, people that are, we got, I'm not, not going crazy, but I'm not going to over-exaggerate, but we got like three of our messages in the next few weeks of people saying, I enjoyed this episode, this made me laugh, blah, blah, blah. And uh, that felt good. That felt good. Like, look, we're, I'm not bragging, but we have triple digits listeners. And I wouldn't say triple digits if it was 900. I'll let you figure it out. We have in the triple digits. Um, but then, you know, what I meant when I talked to Christy is that I wanted positive feedback or just mm-hmm. an acknowledgement that people were listening. Uh, but we also, <laughs> we got some negative feedback. And uh, I feel, look, I'm in the negative feedback business. I'm a comic. I put a lot of shit out there, especially now on TikTok where people just beat the fuck out of me every day uh, for something or another. Um, and I'm not saying I love it, but it's like, okay, it's part of what I do. If I'm going to be a somewhat public person, people are going to say I'm fat or dumb or I look like Goodwill Dave Grohl. Okay, fine. But I'm a little more protective. I'm a little more protective of Christy because she's, the podcast is public, but she's not like a public person. She's not putting herself out there. Uh, She's not like, oh, go ahead and judge me because it's part of my career. It's not part of her career. She's a mother and a paraeducator, uh, you know, who also happens to podcast. And uh, when we first started the first version of this podcast, also called the Religion that we did for like three years, that was my biggest worry. Is I'm like, I don't, I'm afraid people are going to say mean shit, and then you're going to start crying because she's not, she's not built for that. You know what I mean? Uh, so anyway, I got an email. Oh, Lordy. From my website. I won't say the name. Uh, It said, I'm disappointed. Is that email from me to myself? I'm disappointed. Wanted to buy tickets to your upcoming show. This is very poorly. uh, The grammar is very poor. But I'm going to try to put together what I think they meant. I'm disappointed. Wanted to buy tickets to your upcoming show. After listening to your podcast, two of them, I'm disappointed. All I hear is your wife yawning and no funnies at all. Hope it's better than what I've heard so far. Thanks so much for your feedback. Uh, I did respond. I just said, just stop listening? Seemed like a pretty simple solution to me. Like, I don't like your podcast, and I hope it gets better. Just fucking bail out. Don't get me wrong. You're allowed to not like our podcast. I get that. I listen to so many podcasts where I go, nah. Or I listen for a while. I leave. I come back. I never come back. You can do whatever you want with our podcast. I really appreciate all of you that do listen all the time. It it does mean a lot to us. But it's just very bizarre to me to like think, I guess, you know, whatever. I like this comedian. I'm going to check out his podcast. I don't like it. 
What should I do? I know. I'll send him an email. (laughs) And tell him so he can improve. Fuck off. Just don't. Just leave it alone. Just leave it alone. There's so many options in the world. It's, It's not like the Rutledges was on NBC in 1968 when there was three channels. Okay? So many options. Kelly. So many options. And if you don't like it, that's totally fine. I don't like a lot of things. Christy and I just watched a show with Steve Carell. We watched the first episode. It was called Space Force, Space Farce. We did not enjoy it. We did not watch episode two. We're like, this looks terrible. I think we're out. You know, you know what I didn't do? You know what Christy didn't do? We didn't go on Twitter and tag Steve Carell and be like, hey, Steve, you were great in the office, but just watch Space Farce and God is it shitty. Hope it gets better. But people do that. I'm bitching about one negative podcast email I got. But every famous person in the world if they looked, which I'm hoping they don't, but if they looked at all their comments every day, it's just horrible, despicable things. Or even if it's like, look, it's apparently very hard to make a good movie because people who've made amazing movies, their next movie is garbage. So it's like there's no way to be a professional actor, even a star, and have every movie be good. So it's just... The price of a public life, the price of some level of fame, is people constantly saying, you suck, you're awful, this movie stinks. And even, you know, that's a Tom Cruise problem. That's a Kevin Hart problem, a Jim Gaffigan problem. Jim, I was, Jim Gaffigan, I don't know if you're familiar, listener, he's like the most non-controversial comedian you could ever see in your life. He's talking about food and travel. He doesn't even swear. But if, just for some reason, I looked at an ad for for his most recent Amazon Prime special. Not recently, but I was looking at the ad on Facebook. I looked in the comments, and yes, there were people who were like, I love Jim Gaffigan, he's my favorite, blah, blah, blah. But there was tons of people who were just like, Fuck this guy, he sucks. I'm tired of seeing him. Let me guess, another joke about food, you fat piece of shit. I'm like, wow. Wow. Until you can punch someone on the internet, people are going to keep being assholes. And it's funny, I was very, again, I, I put things out in the world. I can't say don't criticize the things I put out in the world. That's not how it works. I understand that. But because it was Christy, I was very protective. And it's funny because he was like, your wife was yawning. And it's like one of those things where you're like, no, 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 no. I make fun of her for yawning. Not you, person. That's what I do. I say stop fucking yawning because uh, I'm in love with her. You don't get to say that. (laughs) So it is... uh, 
again, I'm bitching about one negative comment. I've gotten many more negative comments about other things in my life, of course. But um, it is, uh, and I'm not saying this, by the way, so people be like, oh, I do like your podcast. And I'm not, it's just, I'm just more talking about the idea that people think they have to share their opinion about everything is staggering to me. And I'm saying that while I talk into a microphone by myself. I'm sharing my opinion about things. I get that. But this, that that public, you know, we're all, this is an old reference, but we're all Siskel and Ebert. We're all uh, Perez Hilton. You know, we're all gossip columnists. We're all movie critics. We're all, uh, and that's just, you know, that's kind of the fun of the internet, but at the same time, it's very weird to me. It's very weird to me that any, just that price of, I don't know what old Hollywood, I don't even know, shit that I don't even know about, like Gary Cooper. I don't even know a movie Gary Cooper was in. I just know he was an old movie star. Um, I mean, did Gary Cooper, like, walk around Hollywood and then people would just be like, your last movie sucked, Gary. What the fuck? I don't think so. Do you think people told Marilyn Monroe she was a shitty actress? And she only got the part because of how she looked? Or that it was, it should have gone to a woman of color? I tell you know what I mean? It's just a weird time. It's just a weird time where everyone's like, here's my opinion. It's a weird time when white people tell other white people they're too white. <laughs> That's a different topic. but uh, Anyway, you have the right to not like this podcast. Um, and I have the right to not like yours. Um. That's all fine, but I just, I do feel like, it sounds like a very old man thing to say, but like, you don't need to share every negative opinion you have publicly. Not even publicly. If someone online said, just listen to the Rutledge's podcast, I listened to two episodes, didn't like it, the lady yawned, it wasn't funny. I mean, I wouldn't have loved that, but that's okay. But they literally sent me an email. No one else, just me and this person. Like, I should let them know. I should let them know. Also, it's totally possible uh, this person loves a bunch of other podcasts, but it's also possible sometimes people don't know what a podcast is. And I know that because when I remember to, I promote the podcast, when I'm on stage, I'll like, uh, you know, buy my shirts or whatever. Also, I have a podcast I do with my wife called The Rutledges. I forget all the time, but I'm, you know, I try and say that. And I've had people after the show more than once come up to the merch table and go, how do I get the podcast? Like they want to buy the podcast. And I'm like, it's just, it's online. Wait, what? It's like a, it's sort of like a radio show you can listen to whenever you want. <laughs> so, may, you know what I mean? If you've see, seen me do comedy, and then you're like, I'm going to... I think some people think it's going to be a comedy album every week, and it's not. You know, uh, the great Dave Chappelle, 
said the great line uh, about his comedy, um, I'm like Evil Knievel, I get paid for the attempt. That's what podcasting is. You, I can't tell you how little effort Christy and I put into our podcast. <laughs> you guys are like, we can tell. But there's no... There's history podcasts with tons of research. You know, there's those like murder mystery podcasts where people are like trying to free innocent people from jail. There's podcasts where people are putting tons of effort and research and time into. Christy and I literally occasionally write something down like, we should talk about this. We, t we sit down so often with not one iota of thought about what we're going to talk about. Sometimes it turns out funny. Sometimes it turns out interesting. Sometimes we get paid for the attempt. <laughs> By double digits, people. Um, so again, I don't want, I don't, I don't bring it up to be like, wah, someone doesn't like my podcast. I already assumed people don't like my podcast. Um, you know, some people do, and you're better than those people. I get that. Uh, but it, it, it does, it is baffling to me. It's just baffling when I, not just me, but I see comments on all my comedian friends. Um, I, Casey McLean, who has a podcast. Uh, I saw him post this week on uh, a, a social media. He put a video on like um, TikTok. And like one of the comments was like, I can't remember. I'm paraphrasing, but it was like too long in between punchlines. Get to the point. You're losing the audience. And it's just like, you know, that's there's a million of those. The video, the video I had on TikTok that it's almost up to seven hundred thousand views now, which is great. But it's also like if I look at all the comments, there's so many comments that are just like similar to that or telling me I got the joke from someone else. But it's just funny because it's like everyone feels like everything's a workshop. I should let this person know my thoughts on this 59-second comedy clip. And as Casey pointed out, lose the audience. There was an audience there. You can't, you can't tell a comedian he lost the audience when there's visual and audio evidence that they didn't. Very weird to me, and I don't understand. I do not understand. Do you know how many things I see that I don't like, and I just move on with my life? You know? No. Try harder. That's another thing people fucking say. Try harder. I'm trying. Random internet person who just shits on everything. And I do feel a little bit superior about that. I'm going to be honest. Because I'm not saying the things I make are great. But if you are, happen to be one of the people that makes things, if you have the fucking ovaries and testicles to put things out in the world, you're way braver. That's an overused word. But you're way braver, way tougher, than some fucking snide internet person who's just like, amuse me, I make nothing. There's nothing wrong with making nothing. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I'm a consumer too. But 
it's, you know, when people's reaction to what you do is meh, and you're like, well, I have like, I have five albums. I've toured the world. I've written books. I've done hundreds and hundreds of podcasts. I took all those risks, and when your reaction is, meh, fuck off. You know? At least terrible art is an attempt. At least it's trying. Try harder. You try harder. There's no, no one's trying harder than people who suck at art. Go to an open mic if you want to see Try Harder. They're all trying hard, and it's very unsuccessful. All right, I'm rambling now. I'm tired, and uh, this whiskey hit me faster than I thought it would. Um, if this was the third podcast in a row that person listened to, this one wasn't funny either. Um, also, don't get me wrong. I want to have a funny podcast, but it doesn't... Can I do something in my life? I don't have to pack laughs in every 10 seconds. Can I have a fucking conversation with my wife and just see where it goes? Holy shit. It's a free podcast. You can listen to if you want or not. Same with the comedy club where, 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 where I have to tell the audience sometimes, your options are laugh or don't. That's it. You don't need to go, I don't like that one. You're not laughing. We'll let us know. You don't need to live internet comment. If you'd like to leave us a review, <laughs> I don't care. Um, thanks. I, I appreciate everyone who listens, even if you don't like it. And, um, you know, it's... Uh, you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts if you want. We don't even ask anymore. I don't think it matters. Um, but I appreciate you listening. If you do, uh, hopefully Christy and I will be back in action uh, next week. I'm at Laughs Comedy Club in Seattle. Um, April, fuck, I'm not in front of my calendar. Two and three? Whatever that weekend is. Oh. If you're looking for the funnies, as a certain emailer said, uh, go to that. Um, <laughs> uh, boy, I mean, you know what's weird is I'm actually I, I I'm doing a couple shows that were canceled last March, and I'm doing them again. Maybe just one so far. That was weird. I was supposed to do this corporate gig for some healthcare organization, and I did it. I did it this March. But in a TV studio, well, it wasn't a TV studio, but it was a nicer studio than many of the TV credits I have um, was in. And uh, it was like broadcast on YouTube or whatever uh, with a few people in the room, but mostly just an online thing. And uh, that feels weird, too, because like when those things canceled, I mean, most of them I assumed were never coming back a couple months in. But then I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Thanks, really good paying corporate. I didn't think I'd see you again. There were a few things that I actually made more money on. I mean, don't get me wrong. I made way less money doing comedy last year than normal. But there were a few things that I got paid the same amount of money for and I did on Zoom. 
I, I was going to do a college in November, and I was, you know, I mean, what did it pay me? 1600 bucks, I think. And uh, I was going to have to fly to Virginia. I was going to have to pay for my own hotel. I was going to have to rent a car for $1,600 minus all those expenses. And because of coronavirus, I did it from my, li- I did it from my bedroom for $1,600. Zero expenses. And um, I ate my own asshole digitally. That was terrible. What they, they set up, uh, there was like students watching. They set up a, 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 an iPad. So I was on a big screen TV and they were in some sort of rec room. But they were so far away, it was just blobs. And it was, it was like five blobs when the show started. And by the time I was done, it was like two blobs. I just talked to myself. 45 minutes very similar to this podcast uh but unlike this podcast uh when the college show is over eventually someone mailed me a 1600 dollar check and you could look at it two ways you could be like that show was so painful i deserve the 1600 or you can be like i've never been paid more per laugh uh because as far as i could tell i got zero laughs and i got all my money but I got paid for the attempt. Um, I got lots of Northwesty things coming up. Also, I'm do, I'm going to to uh, Tucson in April. I'm going to Glendale, which is like Phoenix in June. Bunch of other stuff. GabrielRutledge.com. Check those things out. And uh, hopefully, uh, Christy and I will be back in action next week. She'll be yawning. I'll be. Trying to be funny. Everyone's a critic.